Well, we'll go ahead and get started. Uh, <clears throat> it's vacation time in the valley, and you can sure tell it. So we've got camp going on in Prescott. A lot of our numbers up there as counselors with kids, and they'll be coming back Friday, I guess. And a lot of people on vacation, a lot of people going on, so we're numbers down tonight. That's okay. We'll uh, we'll uh, run with the ones that are here. It's there, Walsh. <laughs> she can get away with that stuff. I can't. I can't. Yeah. yeah. Mike, did you learn? Mike, you got, y'all were in California. You, you got, were you here Sunday? No. No. I didn't think so, you, but you got the copies. Okay, good. Yeah, I was watching you online, so I knew I needed a copy. Okay. All right, we'll, we'll take just a slight review, not, not too much, because we've got quite a bit to cover, but also I, I want to say, too, that... Uh, Sunday on the, on our schedule, um, we're going to be doing some reviewing on Sunday. We're going to go ahead with this for another one or two class periods. What I was thinking about Sunday was actually bringing a stack of some of the books and things, work aids that we're going to be talking about tonight, to show everybody, uh, you know, things that will help in your Bible study. Uh, Don brought one tonight. I'll show you that in a little bit, but... Uh, uh, think, and then what I was thinking also was we might take a passage, maybe a few verses, maybe we'll take a chapter, I, I haven't made my mind up yet, and we will uh, kind of break that down on how one might do that um, in, in, in studying a passage or studying a chapter, that kind of thing. Look it up, meaning, how do you look up words with strongs and, and with vines and, and that kind of thing to know what the word meant 2,000 years ago in Greek. Um, because some of these, uh, I don't call them translations, but some of these uh, things now are not, they don't look similar to what the words meant when this thing, when the Bible was written for us. So, uh, so we'll, we'll talk more about that uh, in a little bit. Um, one of the things we talked about, oh, before I do that even, Don Johnson was very nice. He gave him, no, he didn't give it to me. Don't, don't spread the word. <laughs> <laughs> that, you know what you know is nice. <laughs> yeah. That, remember we talked about markers that don't stain your Bible or bleed through? Um, right, this thing just keeps going. As you know me. Well, that, that one's gone. <laughs> um, I'll let Don. Anyway, we've got... We, <laughs> To know where I'm from. Uh, we got highlighters uh, that are designed specifically for the Bible. You know, the, the, the pages are a little bit thin and they can bleed through. Uh, so we have, Don, can you fix that one before it dries out? Uh, this one is a crayon type and it's it will dry out. It's a crayon. Okay. Okay, that's the dry kind. Um, and I think Don said he got them on uh, Amazon was one of these. These came from CBD. CBD. Uh, Christian com. Bible Discount. Okay. CBD, which I don't have that on my uh, list here, but we'll add that one at the end. So that's the dry. Then he has some, these might be from Amazon, highlighters that do not bleed through. And those fine point on one end and chisel point on the other. Okay. So th these are good. Uh, generally not very expensive, but particularly if you're going to start a, 
uh, breaking in a new Bible and you don't want a lot of bleeding through, that kind of stuff is well worth a, a very small uh, investment, uh, which is good. Because mine are, um, I've actually gone back to the others that are bleeding through because I was out of them. So I got to get some more. So that's the highlighter, both dry and and wet. We, we were talking because uh, some of you weren't here on Sunday, and um, pra some practical tips, and that's the one I'm looking at now. It may be I don't have the pages numbered. That's my fault. It says practical tip for Bible study. We we, we touched on some of these, but um, and you can read. I'm not going to uh, go through all all of it, but. The idea being that when you study the Bible, get in a comfortable place where there's not a lot of distractions, whether it's noise or visual or whatever kind of distractions that we all are bombarded with on a daily basis. Turn off the TV, turn off the radio, and turn on the brain. And um, uh, choose a time. Maybe it's 30 minutes a day. Maybe that's everybody, you know, a lot of people work anymore. Those of us that are retired, we did work for over 40 years. Jim just retired three days ago. He shaved his beard off like you promised. <laughs> he grew it for about a year, and he said, when I retire, I'm shaving it off. So he did. Uh, you know, if it's 30 minutes a day, stick to it and make no excuses. It's easy to do, isn't it? Ah, you know, I'm tired today. That's true. And all these different distractions, but some... You have to get up a little bit earlier, go to bed a little bit later, whatever works for you. Devote, I'm going to say 30 minutes a day uh, to, to, to real Bible study. Um, the, uh, if you go down to number four on that page, practical tip for Bible study, I want to touch on that a little bit. We're studying Nehemiah out in the big, big, out the auditorium. Now, if you're a, a fairly new to Christianity or fairly new to the Bible, or you've been around a long time, you just haven't been a serious Bible student, but you want to get more serious, first of all, that, that's good. That, that's good for, good for you to do that. Be, be wise on how you pick what you're going to study. And I use an example here. For example, Nehemiah. If you were a novice, and you turn to the book of Nehemiah. You don't know any history. You don't know yet maybe the difference between an Old Testament and the New Testament and, and all of these things. Would Nehemiah make a lot of sense to you? Something about building a wall. And it sounded like these people were one time maybe slaves in Babylon, wherever that is. There was a couple of troublemakers. And they were having some trouble there. And they would, but you would go, ah, okay. So, and the minor prophets the same way. Now, there's lessons to be learned from all books in the Bible. Don't please don't misunderstand. But some of the minor prophets, it was uh, specific to a period of time. In some cases, three thousand years ago, to certain kings, to, to um, were the people enslaved yet that God's people, or were they free? You know, you go to that and go, I don't know what this is telling me either. Well, so the idea of being in your study, and that's why when we get to some of these things here, and two or three sheets over, you have to kind of determine the time frame, the context, 
Who's in charge? Who's God talking to here? Kind of thing. <coughs> so, um, a lesson or a, a point number D. I just I've got it highlighted. See where it says in the New Testament that right there. Now this is just my suggestion. So there, there's no right or wrong answer here, but uh, who wrote the book of Luke? It's a trick question. Luke. Luke. <laughs> who wrote the book of Acts? Acts. Luke. Also Luke. <laughs> you, Al. <laughs> That's what I used to tell my kid, Al. <laughs> uh, Luke uh, wrote that as well. Um, so you've got the same writer with, with similar, obviously he was a physician, he was a doctor. So doctors are very detailed. And you see that in his writings of Luke, and, and then also uh, in Acts with, with some of the uh, same kind of style. And uh, on sub point II, uh, the book of Acts, and, and I, I call it the, our family history. You know, we're, a lot of people are into lineage now, and, and that's good. That's a good thing. You know where you came from, and great-great-grandpa did this or did that. Well, in the New Testament, the New Testament church, which we try to model ourselves after, that's our family history. That's our family tree. That's, that, that, that's where we come from. And we try our best to model our lives by what was written uh, in the New Testament, but certainly in the book of Acts. So if I wanted to find out how to become a New Testament Christian, um, several places to go, obviously, in the New Testament. Well, what book is awfully good about, uh, some people call it the book of conversions, even. Acts. Acts. So, if, if, if the book of Acts, those examples that God gave us, remember, that's like his highlighter. We've got highlighters. He had a highlighter. When he, when he says the same things or similar things over and over, it's like, I'm trying to get your attention here. Highlighting, bold, italic, we might say today. Um, but if it made Christians in, what will it do today? It'll make the same thing. It'll make Christians today. And what I might think, or what my grandmother thought, or what my down-the-street neighbor thinks, really not important. Um, don't take anything I say as the gospel unless it's in the gospel. And then, don't take it because I said it, because take it that it's in the gospel. And God said it. Um, so, I, I like to start with Luke. I'm reading Luke now for fun. Uh, you know, sometimes you just, you just read for fun. And I'm reading the book of Luke. Uh, I should finish it tomorrow. But um, so you can do things like that. You don't always have to pull out these and uh, and, and and quadruple space in between and define all the words. Sometimes you read the Bible because you want to read the Bible and get closer, get closer to God. So when I say for fun, you know what I what I mean by that. Um, so, and then read the New Testament at face value. I mean, how many times have we talked with people and, and the first thing, or not the first thing, but sometimes the first thing, well, I've always been taught that. Or my, uh, my grandmother told me that, well, that's fine. I'm sure you have a fine grandmother. 
What does this say? What does this say? So, uh, read the New Testament at face value. Sometimes, I've been guilty of it. You, you, you have an idea, and then you go here to try to prove it. Do I have it backwards? You read it, and that's what it says, that's what it means, and if I need to change, then I'll change. That's what God expects us to do. Versus, well, I've always thought this, and I know that passage doesn't say that, but I know that can't be right. Well, actually, it is right. Um, so, it doesn't say that, but I believe it anyhow. Yeah, well, I know. Uh, so our attitude's important. Remember what we said in Hebrews 4? Uh, God is so powerful, and His Word is so powerful, that He knows the difference between, I'm paraphrasing, but it, it's uh, Hebrews 4, verse 12, I think, 11 and 12. It's so powerful that it's, it can divide, it, it knows the difference between the soul and the spirit. I don't know what the difference is. It's, it knows the difference between our thoughts and the intent of our thoughts. I can't define that. God does. So, I bring all that out. You don't play games with Him. None of us do. We don't play games with God. Because He knows what our motivation is. He knows what our, how our hearts are. And, uh, and we're going to be judged by what? Please. This right here. Jesus said, my words will judge you in the last day. So, it's serious. Very serious. But it's just such a wonderful book. It's, um, <laughs> we were on, on the next page, our attitude toward Bible studies. <clears throat> we, we lived in eight different states during my career. We moved every three and a half to four years. And um, my college books, I'm sure they're still up to date after 30 years. <laughs> we moved every state. They never were opened, and they had dust on them, and every three and a half years, we'd load them all up. We'd load them on the moving van, and they'd go to our new home, to the basement. We got to, when we were leaving Kansas City, coming here, we, Brock finally said, I believe that business law book that was about that thick, it was two semesters, is probably out there, after 30 years. And she had some calculus books or a bit like that, and uh, that probably more up to date than a lot of my county business stuff. So we gave them the goodwill. I don't know what they did with them, but we gave them the goodwill. So that, that's dusty old books that outlive their usefulness. And why it took me 30 years to finally decide to get rid of all of them, I don't know. Maybe it was my connection to the past and being a young guy. I don't, I don't, who knows what the, all these subliminal messages can be. But we got rid of, that's not the Bible. Have you been in places where they have, uh, that's our family Bible there. Now we don't use it. But it's got dust on it. Uh, God didn't mean for us to do that with his book. It's, it's meant to be used. It is meant to be used and marked in and highlighted and, and, and all of those kinds of things. Do we respect every word of it? Yes, we do. Every single word. But it, it's meant for us to use it. It's, it's, it's not some dusty old uh, college textbook. Um, I, I, the, 
In fact, it's just the opposite I wrote there. The, the book is from God Himself. That's why it's important. Don. <coughs> Sometime or other, people have got to come to realization that it does not contain any suggestions. <laughs> That's a good point. Now, these aren't hints. These are not suggestions. This is this is what God wants, what He expects, in fact, what He demands. Yep. And if we try start trying to take it as a suggestion, we're going to lose in the end. No, that's true. We we are. It's not a book of suggestions. It's it's a book of. Now, what gives him the right to command all that? He's God. He's God. He created us all, and he can determine how he's going to be worshipped. But I think not important. Not important. And he knows what's best for all of us. And I know he would be happy with smoke and mirrors and drum sets and and uh, all this head banging music and, and what they call it. I know he would be really. Well, just 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 let me let me show me where it is and we'll 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 break the drum sets in. Uh, he says I want to be worshipped this way, and he has every right to demand that. It's not a suggestion. True. It, it, it's like when I design an instrument and write the manual for it, and then I get a call from Pfizer, well, can we eliminate this part? Can we do this? Can we do something else? Said, Let me give you the phone number of this fellow at, at Food and Drug Administration and a few other places to, to decide whether you can do that or not. You know, there are, yeah. there are authority, and they set requirements that we've got to live by, whether you want to or not. And There's no shortcuts. That's a good point. And, and um, we understand that in <clears throat> mathematics. We understand that in science. We understand it in, in, in all other areas of our life. Um, and you don't have a lot of flexibility, and it's a lot of them are immutable laws. Because you don't like those laws, it really doesn't matter. They're still, they're still laws. Um, I wrote a, some things here. Uh, the, the Bible is romance. What? Have you read uh, about Isaac and Rebecca? About Ruth? The Song of Solomon? And when's the last time you you, um, you read the Song of Solomon? Uh, try reading that. Um, as a young person, it'd make you blush. <laughs> God wrote it, and it's, and it's meant for us to understand that and to read it. It, it, it's, it. it has romance in it. It has adventure. Moses, David, Jonathan, Joshua, you can just fill in the blanks there. Quite adventurous, really interesting reading. It has drama. Uh, you read, uh, we all have, the last week of Jesus' life. And the, and the drama and the garden and all of the... That's dramatic. That's dramatic. He was God, yes. But He was also man. And like any man facing uh, a death, facing death, particularly a cruel death, it bothered Him. And it bothers us when we read it about Him, what all He went through. So it's drama. It has mystery and intrigue. You know, Esther, we just finished that. Queen Esther and all of that. Nehemiah. Um... It helps parents, it helps husbands and wives, uh, employees and employers, how to be a good employee, how to be a good employer. Um, 
people who had drug issues, um, rich people, poor people. Bible talks about all the same. Um, depression, sadness, hopelessness, despair. Um, we can become numb by, 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 by the world we live in. But it's quite numbing, honestly. Um, but the Bible is a place to go for comfort and to enjoy. But also to understand that they're, they're not suggestions that, that, that God wants us to do that. And, he, and all His Word is always for our good only. He's real clear about that. He says that. Things that I write, you may, some people may think, well, He doesn't want you to have fun with all of the allurements in the world. Um, he says, I'm writing this for your good. For your good, and that is, that is so true. For those who have been on the other side of that and uh, survived. Um, now, now, Satan has tactics. I've read Luke eight today. Luke eight talks about the, the the sower went out to sow seed. Remember that, and said some fell by the wayside, some fell fell on stony ground, some fell on. Uh, in the weeds that choked it out and then some fell on good ground. And remember the apostle said, uh, uh, could you explain, Lord, what, what that means? And the first one on the, on the wayside, it says that uh, they received or, or on the... Uh, but the devil came and snatched it away. The devil. When people start learning the truth, the devil is not going to lose one of his own easily. And then it said it fell where there was no ground. It said the person received the word with great joy. Great joy. But it didn't last. And they fell away. Because there was no root. Um, and then with, with, the, uh, the, with all the cares of the world, they received it with great joy. They were faithful for a while. And then it got caught up and it got strangled by the world. Whether it's riches or you can fill in the blank there. Um, seen that recently where uh, a person was converted and, and uh, now some second thoughts and, and, and that's the devil. That's Satan. He don't want to lose one of his own. But Jesus said that's going to happen. Don't beat yourself up over it. It's going to happen. So what's the uh, what's the, the the key in all of those? The wayside, the the stony ground, the the where the weeds and choked it out, and the good ground. What's the difference? The Lord describes it several times with one word. The heart. The heart. They had a good heart. Um, they weren't distracted by everything around them. So I love Luke eight. That when he talks about you know that uh, that parable or uh, an analogy with 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 sowing seed, which everybody understood, of course. Now Satan's not going to let you go. He, he he's going to say, now you know you're too busy, Mitch. You know you are. You don't have time for all this. You're too busy. You're too tired. That's true. Sometimes we are. Sometimes we're tired. A lot of times we're tired. That's why they call it work. You come home, you're tired. Like, why don't you go lay down? That's okay too. 
But get up eventually and go studying a little bit if it's 30 minutes a day. But Satan, he wants you to, you're too tired, you're too busy. And that sounds pretty enticing. Um, you know you're too involved with life. You've got uh, softball and baseball and soccer and you got all these things and uh, with your job and you, you know you got to sponsor that club at school and all that's what happens to a lot of new people when they get into the school system can't really. and uh, pardon boys of experiences boys of experience <laughs> you, and you're too busy Jim no Lord that's, that's Satan talking we have to fight through that we have to fight through that I got to understand now that he's retired he's got all kinds of Time to do everything. Well, he does. <laughs> he does. So just call Jim. You got a problem. <laughs> he's got the time now. Now, plan your time, Jim, or others will plan it for you. <laughs> you got that right. The deal. That's absolutely true. That is a fact. That is a fact. That's wisdom right there, Tom. Experience too. Experience too. The Bible is too complex. Portion. It's too complex. Satan says. I don't believe it either. But there are people who do say that. Well, this was written 2,000 years ago. It's a different time. Well, what's the implication? Uh, if, you say, if people say that, that's 2,000 years ago. Times have changed. means God's changed. means He's changed. It means He didn't know what He was doing 2,000 years ago. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And since He created every single one of us, I believe He knows what it takes to how we tick, so to speak. Oh, Mitch, when I hear somebody say the Bible is too complex and I can't understand it, my first thought is, well, you're not very smart, are you? Uh, and, and that part is like, Don't say that. <laughs> she is. She's wound up tonight. But it doesn't take a lot of intelligence to understand what we need to do. Sometimes we have to have help to misunderstand. Exactly. Don, the evangelicals uh, came out a, a few years ago and says, you know, if Paul knew and understand the way things are going today, he wouldn't have written of all that stuff that he put in there about women. Right. Right. Yeah. About women keeping quiet. You know, because you got them as, as pastors and in, in congregations now, and if he'd known the way they would be elevated in position in the church, he wouldn't have written all of that. You know, so it, it's the basic misunderstanding of who said that and what they intended by it. Yeah. You know God wants you to be happy. We've heard that one the last week or two. Well, he, I suspect He does. Yeah. Yeah. But then they apply that to marriage, divorce, and remarriage. Now, I know Matthew 19 says one man, one woman for life unless it's sexual immorality. Now, the, it does say that. Real simple, one, two, syllable word. Can't mean that. Really. God wants us to be happy. He tells us how to do it. It just... that That's just what it says. Yeah. And you have to have help to misunderstand Matthew 19 and Matthew 5. Uh, social drinking. In business, we always had to face that. Now, it's, uh, some people just it wasn't a, wasn't, a, wasn't a dilemma. They just drank all the time. But but Christians, we had to go to meetings and all these things, and, and it was expected to drink, but didn't do it. 
and then you got to be the butt of all the jokes, but that was okay. I'm a big boy. Um, sex outside of marriage. Look at the TV, for crying out loud, and all of this stuff. What, don't God want you to be happy? But he says, don't do that. You won't die of a sexually transmitted disease if you don't do that. Um, you won't break up any marriages. And yours won't be broken up. I mean, we go on and on. That's Satan talking. That's absolutely Satan talking. Um, you know, this, things are written for our good. Yeah, they're written for our good. <clears throat> and some, I mean, think about that. You know, your kids. Um, I could, when Austin and Michelle were little bitty guys, Daddy, I think we, we want to go out and play in the road. <laughs> well, why don't you go do that? I want you to be happy now. You get near that road, and you're going to have to deal with me. So, but sometimes you got to say no for their good. For their good. <coughs> That's why we have stairways with, with guards for our good. And they may not think they're happy for a little while when they can't go out and play in the road, but yeah. they're going to start being happy doing doing something outside of the road. <laughs> yes, they, they do. That's a good point. And, and, they, and sometimes they would say, you know, I'm not happy about that. I said, well, uh, get happy. <laughs> Next. You must have been the one that wrote the song. Took care of that. Yeah, if your sky's above you. <clears throat> um, all this political correctness. We, we're not going to get into all that. We don't have time. That's Satan talking. He's behind all that. He's not happy with folks turning to him. Now, why didn't he bother all those folks out there? He got them. He, he, I got, I, he got them. He's worried about the ones who are thinking about religious things and trying to be more religious and trying to, to be more receptive to the Bible. That's the one he wants back. You see that? Doesn't that make sense? It does. All right. Well, Mitch, isn't that the story of Job? Satan said, give me Job. Yes. I'll, I'll take Job. And I'll, I'll test him through the match. Yeah. And in Luke 8, he talks about, uh, on, on, I'm glad you said it, Mike, on, on the, um, the, the, the rock, that, or the seed that fell on the rock. It said, when the, when the testing came, they fell away. We're going to be tested. Sometimes you fail the test. I've been known to fail a test when I was in school occasionally. Um... So you're going to fail the test sometimes. But you can't just lay in it. You have to get up and get after it. We've all been there too, I suspect. Now, uh, some thoughts on commentaries. Um, it's, it, I at least want, I'd like to get through that with the blue at the top, the header. It's not blue. Uh, it's not blue. Yeah. <laughs> it's not blue. It's not blue. All right. Black. Make sure you understand when we get to these commentaries on the next page uh, and all of that. They're written by men. They're not infallible. Make sure we understand that. Uh, and, and as such, human authors can, can be off sometimes 
on, uh, uh, on things. In fact, a lot of the religious material you see uh, is not worth the paper written on because of their biases and, and all of that kind of thing. However, there are good, conservative, true-to-the-book commentaries. And, and I've got a list of just a few. Oh, my. Uh, there's so many, but I, I just wanted to, uh, to go over that. Um, and they're tools. Now, if you're going to build a house, and you may, have, you may know how to build a house, what's it going to take to get, it, get the job done? Tools. I'll take some tools. If, if, you're, um, if you're a lawyer, what's a lawyer's tools? Books. Books. Uh, a doctor. Books. And then, you know, the, the practical stuff. So we understand that, but when it gets to the Bible, sometimes I think, well, I don't need all that. Well, you don't technically, I guess. But if you want to dig and grow, um, some of these methods are good, uh, good ways to help you do that. And then, I just, I, I was reading about that uh, a week or two ago when I wrote this. Um, you know, we, 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 I'm going to bring them Sunday. I'm going to bring a stack of what I, I consider necessary type of books for us to look at. Um, there's one called Thayer, uh, J.H. Thayer, uh, the Greek-English lexicon. Very reliable. But did you know uh, Thayer uh, did not believe in the deity of Christ? Uh, Thayer did not believe in the virgin birth of Christ. Um, Thayer said that the Holy Spirit was not one of the three in the Godhead, as separate. But yet he, he, he wrote a tremendous um, lexicon, lexicon uh, on New Testament, Greek New Testament words. So just, just know you don't take anything at face value. I mean, just, just because some man wrote it, he may be wrong. But on, on, when he wrote that, that, that's pretty reliable stuff. Uh, his, his, his theology wasn't always there. Now, I'll be thinking about that this week, this right here. The first five, this is um, books to help in Bible study. The first five, in my opinion, you got to have. You got to have six and throw it out. Yeah, but if you've got, if you can only afford five books, four or five books, these would be the five that I would get. Um, Strong's Exhaustive Concordance of the Bible, and I, I wrote what that's about. Every word in the Bible, old and new, it tells you, just look up the word, and it tells you where that word's used every single time in the entire Bible. That's awfully good, particularly if you're doing a word, word study. I want to know where, where baptism is used every single time in the Bible. I want to know where that is. And you go to Strong's. And you write all that down on your, on your notepad. And then you go to your Bible. So it's, a, it's, a, it's an aid. There's no definitions. It's just where you find it. Number two, W.E. Vine's Expository Dictionary of New Testament Words. Um, we, we just found out where, all, where that word's used every time. Now go to that. And then you can see what Greek word was used there, <clears throat> and, and this is—I uh, mean, this is this is as true as it can be. I mean, he, he's noted to be uh, a fantastic scholar on the, on the New Testament word. Baker's Bible Atlas. 
you know, say, well, where was uh, Samaria? Or where was, I'm just, Bethlehem? Well, Baker's Bible Atlas, it, it'll give you maps, it'll give you pictures, it, it'll, it'll tell you what the regions were. Um, Nelson's complete book of Bible maps and charts. Uh, all the Bible maps, uh, there are all the periods of, of, of Bible history. And then there's one called Zondervan's. You know, if I, if the, first, <coughs> the first four for sure. Uh, Zondervan's, Zondervan's Pictorial Bible Dictionary has a lot of Bible pictures. I like that. So, yeah, I, I'm gonna, I didn't look at the prices on these, but I'm going to say for all five of those, less than $100. For all five of them. Somewhere in there. Go to CBD and you're getting for about 60. Okay. CBD.com? Yes. Okay, put that on on this on that last page there. I, I've got CEI Bookstore, Christian Book, Amazon, all that. So let me write uh, CBD.com. And check them all because it's like that one that's sitting up there. Yeah. You'll find it anywhere from about twelve dollars to twenty-eight dollars. Yeah. Depending upon who you're looking at. I mean, you go to a Diamondbacks game with your spouse, and it's a hundred-dollar bill. Well, you can get all five of these books for less than a hundred dollars. Priorities. Have to kind of set those. And they keep you busy for at least ten years. Yeah. Now, here's another thing too, and then we got to go. I know that. I heard it. Um, you don't read W.E. Vines like you. I'm going to start on page one, and I'm going to read the next 1,200 pages. No, it's not a novel. You, you're, you're looking up a word, and where, how many, where's that word you? When, when you're going to W.E. Vines, it'll, it'll have all the different uh, uh, definitions of, of that word. Definitions, verb, noun, yeah, all adjective, of that. all of it. This week's blog... It's on the line now and be published Sunday. Uh, I have got a fairly lengthy quote from Vimes, and then I've got about an eight or nine word synopsis. Okay. He gets extremely detailed, but if you look at the detail he's got in there, it is it's it's leading you to a positive conclusion. Yeah. Okay, good. Now all of these I've got on here, and I've got lots of books, but I have every one of those. And I found them to be very reliable. And one of my, and I just had this one the last few years, it's by David McClister on the commentary on Hebrews, the best I've ever read. Don might disagree, but best I've ever read. He's the chairman of the Bible department at Florida College, David, Dr. David McClister. Never met him. I got my copy from him. But I want to meet him. And just a wonderful commentary that you can take to the, you can rely on. Robert Harkrider on Revelation. Okay, you don't have that one. Bring, no, I don't. I've got several on Revelation, but I don't have that one. But bring that, bring that up Sunday, Don. Okay. And we'll write this down. I'll write that down. Okay. Thank you, and we'll see you Sunday morning, Lord willing, and we'll continue.